Hey guys and welcome back to a new season and back at it with Let's Talk Liverpool. Hope you guys have had a great summer even though it was shorter in terms of a football sense uh, of number of weeks we had without football. I'm not complaining. I'm great to see football back. Um, I'm super happy to see Liverpool playing again, playing in big games, playing against some of the biggest teams in the world and uh, yeah I'm just really excited to see what this season brings. Obviously um, the the break has been shorter than uh, than we would have wanted or that the Liverpool would have wanted, but we've had a bit of a longer break uh, given that we were already out of Europe and so I didn't have to go to the bubble to play in the Champions League, which actually I think as we move on later throughout the season could actually be a, uh, a big win for us, particularly at the beginning as well. Um, I think with some of the other teams not necessarily having the same amount of time to do all of their preparation uh, as we would, but the first game of the season, the first Let's Talk Liverpool of this season is for the Community Shield final. It's called a final. Obviously, there's no games to it, but the Community Shield final, we'll call it. Um, slightly different circumstances to what it would normally be. Obviously, it would be a packed out crowd um, at Wembley. You know, for a game like Arsenal versus Liverpool, you would expect, uh, you know, no no empty seats in the house. But there was 90,000 empty seats in the house today uh, as all of the fans from around the world watched watched on TV. Um, and whereas previously it's always talked about the Community Shield being a preseason game, this year it really did feel like a preseason game. Um, very much with both teams not having you know huge amounts of preseason, both time and games before Liverpool were a little bit further ahead in that cycle than, than Arsenal were. Um, but for both teams, it's still very early in their preseason, and we do now have still have a couple of weeks uh, before the Premier League really kicks off in earnest with Arsenal's game against uh, Fulham. But uh, it was a chance for a trophy. Uh, you know, Liverpool have been trophy hunting for the past couple of seasons. And as Klopp says, every trophy up there is one that we want to win. And um, this was very much one that we wanted to win. But unfortunately, obviously, you guys watching this, you know, most probably know the result. We unfortunately weren't able to get the win. But that doesn't mean there weren't uh, a lot of talking points from this game and positives that Liverpool could take out. Um at the beginning of the game, we made a we made an okay start. I think we 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 kind of settled into the game in the first five ten minutes. Um, we obviously had the early goal disallowed for offside. It was a great cross from Andy Robertson uh, from a free kick, but Virgil Van Dijk just uh, kind of half of his body was was offside. Uh, no no complaints about the offside, but um, uh, yeah, it was a good start. We'd settled into the game fairly well, not really creating any huge chances or anything, but um, but just settling into the game, getting ourselves into the groove. Uh, and then 12 minutes in, we were hit with the kind of uh, the blow of, of an Arsenal counter-attack, which they did really, really well towards the end of the last season, which is why they essentially ended up going on and winning the, the FA Cup. And it was great play from Bukayo Saka down the right um, up against um, uh, Andrew Robertson, cutting in on his left foot and then spraying the ball out beautifully uh, to Aubameyang. And um, Aubameyang cut in on his right foot. You know, we've seen that before. Everyone's seen it before. We know that's kind of his trademark finish. And he was able to beautifully um, set the ball out just outside Allison and bend it into the far corner. And you know what? Fair play to Aubameyang. That was a really, really good goal. I think looking at it again, looking at the replays and, and the highlights, I think Nico Williams probably could have done better to, to one, get tighter and a bit closer to, to Aubameyang. Uh, I think obviously, you know, Williams is, is was kind of slightly afraid of his pace, as he should be. Um, we don't want to get too tight because then he could just get done super easily. But... Um, I think he could have got a bit closer and, and then by getting closer, he could have helped show him um, onto his left foot a bit more easily than he did uh, because we we know we all know once um, once Aubameyang gets to his left foot, he, he's not as effective at all as he is on his right foot. But I'm not really going to go too harsh on Nico Williams. He's still in that process of learning. I want to support him uh, and make sure we give him the encouragement because I really think, 
you know, given a good season where he plays regularly, I do think he could challenge Trent. Um, and I think he's you know, the more he plays, the more he plays in games like this against big players uh, like Aubameyang, the more he'll learn. Uh, Trent, exa- Trent Alexander-Arnold was in this exact same thing. You know, if you remember two seasons ago, we were talking about can Trent defend if he's really going to be the long-term right back? Can he defend? And he's shown that by playing consistently uh, against the best players in the league and across Europe that he can actually defend. And that's why he's become so integral um, to our back four. But once once uh, once Arsenal scored um, in the first half, we were very we were very subdued. We we didn't really create any chances. We didn't really test Emi Martinez. We had a couple of nice little bits of, of flicks and nice little bit of play between Firmino uh, and Sadio Mane. But I think the two things that that I kind of took out from the first half was, um, in particular, down both uh, both in our midfield and down the right, where I think were the areas where we were lacking the most. So if I start in the in the midfield, I think we were just lacking. That kind of creativity, as we talk about, and that type of uh, more forward, fo- forward-looking energy. Uh, we had the starting lineup of, of uh, Genie Wijnaldum, James Milner, and Fabinho in that midfield, and those by you know those are great players. We know what they can do, and I think Klopp went and went with those uh, for experience in the midfield. But um, they were they were kind of lacking that that creative guile that we had sitting on the bench in Naby Keita and even Curtis Jones, um, and we saw we saw that kind of improve a bit more in the second half, but. Um, yeah, I think that in the field is where we obviously had an industrious midfield, but we, we weren't kind of playing those balls forward quick enough into the front three as we could have done. And Andrew Andy Robertson really looked like our, our kind of best outlet in the in the first half. I also think down the right, the the chemistry that Trent Alexander Arnold has with with Mo Salah, and they know he knows when Trent's going to make a run out on uh, on the outside. He and and then Mo knows when he's going to make a run out the outside, so Trent doesn't do the same run. They have that type of chemistry that I just don't think Nico Williams. Um, and Mohamed Salah have and I think we kind of struggled a bit there uh, down the right hand side with Mo Salah being quite isolated and not really getting into the game uh, in the first half. The second half though was uh, a little bit of a different uh, different story. We knew obviously we needed to step things up. We hadn't tested Emi Martinez at all uh, and the Arsenal defence fair play to them. They were looking very very solid. Just goes to show how much of a good job uh, Mikel Arteta has done since he came in. Um, but in the second half, as I said, we know we needed to step it up and that's exactly what we did. Um, we continued to apply pressure. We weren't just making one chance. We were making two, three, four chances. And it was that kind of continued applied pressure, which is what I think essentially led to, led to our goal. It was a great bit of play, nice little flicks and tricks, um, between Bobby Firmino, Mo Salah and, and Takumi Minamino. Uh, there was a little bit of luck in it, uh, the ball bouncing off, off Salah into Takumi Minamino, who he was you know, three yards out um, and just had to slot the ball past Emi Martinez. So it was a great goal for him, uh, and I'm super, super happy for him that, that he got that goal. I think this season he could he can actually be a really, really big player for us, and I think now that he's had about six months to get used to Liverpool, get used to the Premier League, um, I really do think that this this season will be, will be a big, big season for Takumi Minamino. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a bit of luck in that. And, and I think part of leading up to our dominance in the second half was around, uh, Arsenal's lack of physical fitness. Uh, I think they've, before the coming into this game, they've said they've only had very few number of training sessions, I think four or five, I think it was, or maybe even less. Um, and that we definitely did see that in the second half that Liverpool, we were able to win the ball back. We were, we, you know, we were just running rings around them almost. Um, and that kind of almost essentially led to, to Kumi Minamino's goal and to make it one all. After that, or immediately after that, it became apparent that Liverpool were going to, you know, continue to press, win the ball back, create chances, and it looked like it was actually, you know, it was only a matter of time before Liverpool went and got that second goal um, and made it 2-1. But actually, it was Arsenal 
in the last 10 or so minutes. Uh, maybe they got a second wind or, or something like that. Or maybe, you know, they got an extra bit of motivation from somewhere. But they looked they looked like the ones more likely to score towards the end of the second half. They were they were pressing well. They brought on a couple of players. Reese Nelson, Joe Willock had a really good header, which uh, just went wide. And I think maybe it was that fresh energy that helped them as well. Um, looked like they were going to be the more likely ones to score um, at the end of the game rather than us. But alas, it did go to penalties. They weren't able to get the... Um, to get the, the goal to give it 2-1 to them. And it was great pens all around. Um, well, I say great pens all around, but great pens uh, apart from Rian Brewster, who, who'd come on with about 30 seconds left. And actually his first touch was the penalty. Um, he hadn't really got into the game. He just came on, ran around for a little bit, and uh, and that was pretty much it. It was um, Then it was penalties. And so maybe that had something to do with it. I think it's a bit of a risk, obviously, bringing on a player... Um, with just, you know, where he, you know he's not really going to get a chance to get into the game and you're going to have to take a penalty. Uh, but maybe he, you know, he stood up and volunteered himself. So, I, you know, that's the type of behaviours and stuff we want to encourage uh, from the players and taking on that responsibility. But unfortunately for us this time, um, it meant that we, you know, he missed a penalty and uh, we unfortunately lost the community shield. But I still think there's, there's there was lots to learn from that game. I think um, um, I'll touch into a couple of the learnings and my shout out to Klopp for this episode. But before I jump into that, I want to just touch on um, a couple of the other things I think we learned. I think physically, um, I think we we saw that even though we've had two weeks training out in Austria and we've had a couple of warm-up games, that we're still not there in terms of the intensity that Klopp likes to see from his players. Um, and I think that will come with more training sessions, more match, get more match practice, etc. So I'm not worried about that, but I think it's still something that um, we want to see more of. Um, I think the Nico Williams situation again is is an interesting one. I think Trent's obviously missed out on most of the preseason so far. Klopp's given him a bit of an extended break, which he you know, he fully deserves. Um, but I think the sooner we get Trent back into the team, that really helps us play and really makes us a kind of an all rounded, balanced team that uh, that have been so successful over the past couple of seasons. Uh, and then and then I'll I'll touch on the shout out to Klopp here, which was about uh, the midfield. So as I talked about there in the first half, we we were kind of just lacking that. Uh, creativity and guile in the middle in the middle of the park and I think a lot of that was down to the type of players we had in and we saw in the second half particularly when Naby Keita came on that Naby Keita was very much uh, always looking to play a forward pass into the feet of Sadio Mane or Bobby Firmino or even Mo Salah um, which is what something I, I think we were missing in the first half uh, and it showed how much of a difference that made you know that really kind of getting onto the Arsenal back three really really quickly rather than just kind of playing out wide um and uh you know then kind of just working across into the box it did look like they had a tactic in the game of, of crossing the ball low um i don't know whether that's because we thought they were good in the air rob holding and david louise were good in the air or i don't think they're the best in the air um so i'm not sure why klopp would maybe or the team would put that in as a specific tactic but um yeah i think that midfield the midfield, I don't think that specific midfield trio can work in the Premier League. I don't think we'll be successful with that trio. And obviously, we we got a couple of players injured. Uh, Jordan Henderson, Oxlade-Chamberlain, um, to name kind of the two most important players. But um, yeah, I think that particular trio, I don't think will play. You know, if we had a fully fit midfield, that trio wouldn't play. Um, but I think, you know, I would like to see one of uh, Keita or even Curtis Jones, who I think came on and did really well when he did come on. Um, play in that midfield because I just think it gives us 
um, just something more moving forward and gives us that extra dimension which makes us a little bit harder to play against rather than always just going out wide and relying on a, a cross from um, Robertson or, or Trent like we've done for so long and um, yeah as I said Takumi Minamino as well coming in from the left uh, playing uh, a really good role and and you know a fantastic goal from him and I'm sure he will he will take steps uh, and, and make good strides this season and, and contribute a lot in terms of goals and assists as well but that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any videos. And also drop a follow if you're listening to this on any type of podcast platforms. But thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode of Let's Talk Liverpool.